Hello and welcome to the IABC International Podcast. My name's Dan Gold and we're recording this from the home of IABC's large chapter of the year, Toronto, Canada. In my free time here, I've been looking out of the windows of this downtown skyscraper and I can see the distinctive skyline, including views of the CN Tower, the grandeur of Union Station and all that history, and the serenity of Lake Ontario. On this episode, we're looking at why members volunteer to serve on international committees and task forces, and what you could gain personally and professionally if you put your name forwards. But first, in this month's Communication World magazine, again, there have been many thought-provoking articles which have spawned many conversations between members. In a recent Weber Shandwick study among executives who reported working in companies with world-class reputations, 63% favoured companies taking a public stance on social or political issues. The February issue of Communications World looks at how to coach leaders on when and how to take a stand on social or political issues, the pitfalls of CEO activism, and how to maintain a productive and inclusive tone that seeks consensus and solutions. As February is a short month, make sure that you don't miss out by skipping any of those articles. And if you missed it at the time or you want to read through it again, pop on to the February IABC ComChat Twitter moment with Jill Vitiello. This episode's main feature is looking at what volunteering at the international level gives volunteers and the difference they make. From advice to others, to real experiences our guests have had, this is a great way to peek behind the curtain of IABC international committees and task forces. I started by asking Sharon Hunter, SCMP, about what it means to her being the chair of the nominating committee. Well, for me, it's, uh, it's absolutely an honour because it's the culmination of 10 years of uninterrupted IBC leadership service. I started in 2009 and when I roll off the board in June in, in Vancouver, it'll have been 10 years. And so that means I've had an opportunity to be a frontline chapter leader myself. I've attended nine LIs. I feel extremely privileged. Each one of them is extremely different. You meet people from all over the world and you learn something new every time, no matter how often you've come. And so as the nominating chair this year, I have a pretty good perspective on the range of people and their level of career, right from the next generation coming up through the chapters, right to the IEB, where we tend to be a little more senior, but we're still learning something every day. So I'm really looking forward to the process this year. It's an absolute privilege, and it's wonderful to meet so many accomplished professionals from around the world. Something that may concern people who are interested in joining an, a task force or, or a committee is I'm not far along enough in my career to even consider this. What would you say to them? Absolutely not. In fact, uh, one of the things we encourage people to do, even if they haven't served at a chapter level, is you can get a taste for IABC's global ecosystem and what it means to be part of the community by serving on an international committee. It's always a nice group of people with a mixed uh, um, level of career, so it's a mentoring opportunity all in one. It's shorter term, and so you get to have a uh, <laughs> you get to have a nice taste of what it's like to be engaged at a global level in our global community of peers. So it's a wonderful chance to give it a 
uh, dip your toe in the water. Find out if that's something that's for you. At the international level, is there a hierarchy of of deciding who should be in specific roles, or what's the what's the process to to filter out from the applications that you do get? Yes. So when the open call goes out, in this case, it went out on January 28th, and it closes March 5th. We give a pretty detailed description of exactly what each committee is determined to do. Everything is aligned to the strategic direction of the organization. There are programmatic committees like the Academy and the um, Awards Committee who work on lots of our programming and then there are board committees like Ethics and Audit and Risk where there's opportunities for people to serve at a more senior and engaged level. Um, but then we do look for people with experience in those particular subject areas. But you can join a committee not having deep expertise in those topics and learn something as well. But we do, you know, if you're going to be a chair of a committee, you need to have some sort of experience in that particular subject matter. Here's a question for you. If someone is interested in applying, but they aren't sure how, how the machine works for how the meetings and the level of commitment, does it vary by um, committee to committee, task force to task force, or is there a rule of thumb of, here's your expectations? Is that set out in advance when people are applying for each committee? Absolutely. There's a candidate briefing for each um, committee that explains exactly what the committee does, what the commitment is. Some meet once a month, some only meet three times a year. It depends on what their deliverable is and how often they need to check in with each other. Um, and that is detailed in every single application form for that particular committee. And we do ask people to explain why they think they can make a contribution to that particular committee in terms of either interest or their past experience in the field. If I take you back nigh on a decade <laughs> to that first time that you said, I, I'm interested in a leadership role rather than being a, a general member, how did you feel when you first put your hand up and went, I'm here, I'm willing to give. How did you feel through that process? I thought it was an amazing opportunity. I joined my local chapter when it was in a period of being revived. It had been a chapter that wasn't active for a very long time and so they were actually looking for people to pitch in and help rebuild a community and in Montreal we have a bilingual situation so it was a really interesting challenge to try to create a culture that had a bilingual brand promise so it was a challenge and I got to um, having been an independent uh, practitioner I had an instant community of peers to tap into subject expertise outside of my normal realm of marketing communication um, because I became chapter president, I actually got three contracts of work out of just that visibility of working locally. And so if you ask any leader who's been around for a while in the system, they'll tell you how much they've gotten back in actual referral business just from the visibility of giving back to IBC. So at the time, I was thrilled to have the opportunity. And 10 years later, um, I can't even tell you how important this community of support has been to me in these last 10 years. It's, and if you ask any leader and they tell you what they like most about IBC, they'll tell you their leadership experience is the most valuable part. If I was to uh, approach anyone who's a current member of an international committee or a task force or a past member of. What do you think the overriding theme would be from them when it comes to teamwork and community? I think some of that comes down to, as in work, um, it depends on the group that's together. 
you'll always have group dynamics to figure out in any new team. Um, you need to be able to collaborate. You need to be a collaborative type to be able to come in and work in a team um, and be open to new ideas. Um, you know, the wisdom of the group is always better than one person's ideas. So I think that, you know, from any chance you take one year to the next, it really does depend on the group of individuals that come together at any particular time. And hopefully if they're good communicators, they know how to work out any of those dynamics that could be difficult at times but the thing is there's always a work plan that is aligned to strategy so you're not reinventing the wheel when you come to a committee you bring your ideas on how to support the objective and so we have a strategy we have purposes and committees are meant to help feed into advancing that work and so fresh ideas on how to do it come into play but what's to be done is already set out so we talk about IBC sometimes as being a global family and it's something that you, you don't, can't necessarily understand until you experience it. And when you join in a leadership role, even if it's at a committee level for one year, and hopefully that opens up the door to the appetite to do more, um, you do make friends for life and they are all over the world. You always hear about IBC being that unique network where you could go anywhere in the world on business and if there was a chapter or someone you knew in that city, you could just call them up and ask them for help. Sometimes maybe even get invited over for dinner or even sleep over if needed. And uh, that's the kind of network we are. But that's the leadership community. Over a thousand leaders worldwide and it's including people who help out on the committees. Um, it's, it's a wonderful place to be. And for me, it's been one of the most rewarding parts of my my career as a communicator. Can I do a little plug for some new stuff we have this year? Of course you because, can. Because uh, every year we change, um, you know, no one likes to use the term governance in terms of reference, but yes, we, we have a outline for what we need each task force or committee to do. We're moving more to short-term task forces to get some very concrete pieces done. So there's going to be a second wave of task forces that were just approved at the board meetings this week uh, coming up for this year that are more along these lines, uh, a trend watch committee, a big ideas committee to create more white papers and content. So the type of things communicators like to do and um, in a short term framework so it's not something that seems like a very daunting commitment. Because you know we always talk about that. A successful way of getting people engaged is to give them bite sized opportunities to participate and um, not fear the, the three-year commitment of uh, a what a larger committee can entail until someone's really interested in what uh, that sort of commitment can mean to their own career. So uh, watch out for those, they're coming soon. And um, we'll look forward to another round of amazing engagement from people around the world this year. And I hope you'll continue with us because you're doing an awesome job. I'm willing to say right now, I'm happy to do at least three years of what I'm doing. I'm in such a happy place. I'm in. I'm in. And if you're listening to this and you're interested in joining the Panel of Producers Task Force, it's it's an open call permanently. So so pop an email across to IBC. We want people who are interested in telling stories, the stories that are locked up inside IABC and locked up inside communicators. We're here to tell those stories. Well, that's what we need. And um, again, I'll just plug the dates. The current open call will close March 5th. You can go to the website and look what's available. And there'll be a second wave of these new task forces coming out uh, a little later, maybe another month after it, that closes, um, including diversity and inclusion. You know, we launched uh, a new policy this year for that. So there will be a task force to help figure out how do we implement this successfully across our, our system. and. Um, and now, now I'm going to get dinged for not remembering what the fifth one is, but there's five new 
process. I'd say <laughs> people go to the IABC go website. The All the information's going to be there. It'll be constantly updated as well and refreshed. And if you are interested, the contact details will be on those pages as well. Absolutely. It's a really clear call to action. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Even if you don't feel that you're at that stage in your career, go through the process and get the feedback of yes you're in or maybe not at this time and this is what you need to do because yes. it's a growth opportunity and there's something for everyone mm. regardless of career level so thank you for that you could have done this all by yourself no one wants <laughs> to hear my voice anymore no, i drone on sharon thank you so much for joining me thank you dan I also had the opportunity to speak to Victor Zalakos, past president of IABC Canberra, and he told me about how many years he had been involved in international committees. Uh, I think for three years now. So I originally came on as the vice chair of the policy committee. We were um, rewriting and kind of modernising, I suppose, all of the association's policies. Um, the subsequent year, the next year, I then led that as the chair of that committee. Um, and we published or provided back to the IEB um, a new policy manual that had been completely rewritten. Um, this past year, 2018, I've had the opportunity of serving on the IABC Foundation Fundraising Committee as well. So when you were first approached, would you consider joining an international board or was it was it your motivation to go, I would like to do this? Which way around was it? Um, it was funny. I went to a diner round at the World Conference in San Francisco and sat next to Michael Ambion and um, had a conversation with him. And that was really quite a pivotal <laughs> conversation for me, um, where he basically said, you know, put up or shut up. And I decided that I'd put my hand up and uh, to serve on an international committee. He supported and backed that, and uh, it's been a great experience. When you first got onto that board and you were in the phase of learning how it operated, was it daunting? Is it something that you've got to be of a certain mindset to even consider doing? Is it something where you, where you did any prep work? How did it go? Um, it's one of those interesting things. You get out of those experiences what you put into them. Um, it's not a huge time commitment to be part of an international committee, uh, but you do need to be self-motivated, I suppose, to be part of that. Um, that's largely because you're operating by yourself where you happen to live. Um, I'm in Australia, in the committees I've been on, people have been all around the world as part of those. Time zones are a challenge. Um, always in my time zone, it's like a 7 a.m. meeting um, to be part of that. But coming together regularly, once a month at least, via Skype chats and those sorts of things, or Zoom I think is what we use, um, it's great. And being able to share and learn about other people's work um, and to be seeing the contribution that you make making a difference to the association is excellent. I've always said to people, uh, general members, I've always said, for me personally, the value that I got from IABC when I became a volunteer on a board was a hundred times the value that I got from being a member. I love the programming, I love the events, but suddenly when I could uh, help and contribute and then really build solid relationships, for me that was, that was the thing that keeps me coming back. 
I think you're right. I used to think IABC was a very clicky organisation. And then I realised that it, they weren't cliques, they were people that knew each other. <laughs> and one of the ways to get to know other people in the association is to serve on a committee, to attend events regularly, and uh, you'll find that relationships start and grow over the years. Victor, thank you. It's been a real pleasure, Dan. Before we end this podcast, we'd like to encourage you to pop over to IABC Houston's brand new podcast called The Business Communicators. It's presented by Austin Statton, and they are on a roll with new episodes speaking to thought leaders from Axios, the NFL, South by Southwest, and many more. It really is worth a listen. And before we go, I'd like to say thank you for listening to this episode of the IABC International Podcast. Subscribe now if you haven't done so already, give us a rating on iTunes, and please do share this episode and series with colleagues and friends. Music on this episode is from Joachim Karud, and this is an IABC production.